0: This is a BoardWalk Audio podcast.
1: Everyone and welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex in the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash drinking buddy for the next hour or so. Now, for those of you listening for the very first time, we will be watching through the entire series of Sex in the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. So this week we have a very special guest, Dave Grunfeld. We'll be watching season two, episode nine, entitled "Old Dogs, New Dicks." If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at C A T C Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, whatever, you can email us at city at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. So have you guys heard about Amazon Prime Student? So Prime Student works with hundreds of vendors to surface great deals just for students. You get fast, free shipping on over 100 million items. You can stream thousands of TV shows and movies and get exclusive college deals. Students can start their free six-month trial of Amazon Prime by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash primestudent. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of other awesome podcasts. So head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. Just go to BoardWalkAudio.com slash Cosmos, click on the Amazon logo to the left, and start shopping. We'll also put a link in the show notes. All right, guys, we'll enjoy the show. Cheers. All right, well, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Cosmos and the City, the Sex in the City podcast. Today, we are talking about... Season two, episode nine: Old Dogs, New Dicks, and I have a very special guest, David Grunfeld. Yes. Hello, cheers. Hello, cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Our morning, our morning
0: cosmos. Yes, our
1: morning, cosmos. aka
0: black coffee. Mm-hmm. Which I started off this podcast by spilling all over your desk. So <laughs> thank you for having me. It's so good to be here.
1: Thank you for coming. So Dave, or David? Whatever
0: feels good. Whatever you you feels just, good. just fluctuate between the two as we as we do this. Okay. Just, just keep it, yeah, keep it fresh.
1: Uh, tell us about yourself.
0: Oh, man. Uh, I am a 26-year-old Libra, and I <laughs> love walks on the beach. Uh, I actually am 26, and I am a Libra, but uh, born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm an actor. I'm a TV host. Uh, most recently just hosted a show called Mad in America on the NFL Network. <laughs> yeah. With... Your boyfriend, Terrence, <laughs> as one of our producers and one of uh, now my, my good friends. So it's, that's how I got to know you, and that's how I ended up here. And uh, you got me watching Sex of the City for, for the first time, actually. For the first time. For the first time. I'd seen um, bits and pieces, I would say. You know, scenes here and there, mm-hmm. past girlfriends who were watching it, and I would pop in for a minute, and, oh, okay, you know, I've heard of this, whatever. But I'd never sat down and watched the full episode before.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad that you got to uh, yesterday. You're
0: broadening my horizons. It was it was wonderful.
1: Now, also, like your dad's a fan. Is <laughs> yeah, what I hear.
0: that's true. That that, that that's another uh, little tangent that I had to this show. Is when I was a kid, I would you know walk in. My dad would be working, quote unquote, you know, in the office or whatever, and I'd walk in, and he's at his desk, just feet up, watching Sex in the City, and you know, at this point, I'm probably like ten, eleven years old, and you know, there was a couple of times I remember actually where there was, you know, probably some risque shit going down, you know, (laughs) and some stuff that maybe a 10 year old shouldn't be privy to. And my dad hastily, you know, throwing on the sports center or, or, or just flipping channels quickly. So, you know, all part of growing up, all part of pre-puberty, uh, you know, and, and finding out what, what it's all about and nothing like Sarah Jessica Parker, like, writhing on screen to, to drive that home. So, right. you know, it was that, that was my, my, my first introduction probably, but now, now I feel a little bit more like a, a connoisseur. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, um, all right, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, um, this episode starts with just men checking out women. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it sure does. You know, uh, <laughs> Right, well, do you want to go like bit by bit through the episode, or can I just give you my my takes here? Oh because, yeah, no, we
1: can jump around. All right, because because like
0: basically, I'm glad you you started with that because <laughs> my my first and maybe biggest takeaway from watching this episode, and I think because and again, I know I knew the characters kind of generally, and so I'd heard of the guy big right that that she you know is from the movies or whatever. I knew he was in them, and I was like, okay, you know, this is the love interest of the main character of this show. Mm-hmm. And and she's she's funny, you know I think that there's the writing is is really cool and great at times and And you know, she seems like a very interesting, engaging,- you know cool woman. And I just thought this guy is such a dick. This guy is unbelievably rude. Yeah. He's unbelievably misogynistic, like right to her face. Uh, and I realized, you know with well, this ninety nine I think when, when this episode came out, and and yeah. Every society maybe was a little bit different. Certainly what was put on TV was a little bit different. But I was like, this guy is a piece of shit. Why is she wasting her time with this fucking guy? He won't even spend the night at her place. He actively, actively is just checking out chicks' asses as he walks by them on the street. Like, he's like huffing cigars. Like, what a douche, you know? And I was just like, this guy doesn't deserve her. You know, I was like, I was fired up on behalf of, of, uh, of Carrie. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, fr- from, from the, from the first scene, really from the get go, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get why, why she's into this guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you, do you see something in him? Cause I watched it with my girlfriend. <laughs> I watched it with my girlfriend. And so if my girlfriend said, you've never dated a bad boy. And I was like, you're absolutely right. I've never dated a bad boy. But I, I don't—I've dated girls that my friends told me were were not good for me, and I still, you know, had the blinders on and whatever. But do you see something in, in this guy? I,
1: yeah, well, it's also crazy because this is the second time that they've been dating. So, like, they already dated once okay. for about six months okay. to a year, broke up, right? and now she's dating him she's again. She's back, but not
0: really dating him. She's in this, like—it seems to me like she's in this, like, quasi— he won't spend the night. He's he's clearly not hiding the fact that he's looking at other women. Right. I don't know. In every relationship I've ever been in, that doesn't sound like a good move, well, at, least, at big, least in my experience. Big is
1: just afraid of commitment. Okay. Right? That's that's what big is. Right. But Carrie, is, she's just attracted to that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, she just kind of keeps doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Sure. Right? Which is the definition of... Insanity. Insanity.
0: Yeah. Okay. So
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but but in this episode, you know, she she's just sick of it. Yeah. And she finally confronts him. Right. And um yeah, the whole episode is just kind of like, Can men change? Right. And she in the next scene, you know, so it starts out off with men checking out women. Next scene, Carrie and Samantha are talking about changing men. Mm -hmm. And Samantha's just like, but if you change him, then he's not really the person you wanted.
0: Right. The age old question, you know, is it, what, what's the difference between growth and maturity? Mm -hmm. And what's the difference between I'm being, I'm being forced to do this or, you know, like somebody, an external force is making me do this. Is it really my own volition? Is it really my own free will? Quote unquote. I mean, it was cool. I think, you know, like later in the episode, they they kind of wrapped it up in an interesting way. You know, once she actually did confront him mm-hmm. and they're in bed together at her place, you know, so he comes and he, he goes through the whole douchey spiel and, and you know, finally buries the lead and finally he's like, yeah, I'm going to spend the night here with you. And, you know, she's eating the orange in her bed and he's smoking the cigar, you right. know, and, and and it's like they've, I think that is actually a pretty accurate representation of how you figure shit out if you're in a relationship with somebody, which is that you realize that trying to really actively change who somebody is or something that they do usually is not going to end up maybe not good, but the way that you wanted it to, you know, very rarely it's like, perfect, I did it, like (laughs) nailed it, like, ah, you're exactly what I wanted it to be. But I think addressing it and talking about it openly and honestly with, with your person that's the best that you can do. I mean, that's the best that you can hope for is, is you make them aware of how you feel about something. This makes me uncomfortable. You know, she says, I hate, it's not just about the cigar, right? It's not just about you smoking cigars. It's about the disgusting looks that you're giving to a woman in a leather jacket as you smoke the cigar. Right. And, and if, if your partner or big in this situation hears that and doesn't want to change internally, that's a bigger indication of, you know what? Maybe this isn't right or maybe this isn't the good person. If your feelings Inspire change in your partner. Ah, you're you got it. You're cooking with gas. That's 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 the whole you know that's the whole point. So I, that was quite. Cool. I did think it was a nice. The other thing, sorry, a little bit of a tangent. No, I always in my head because I heard HBO. I thought it was a, an hour long show oh. for whatever reason. That was just me. So it was. It, everything got wrapped up in this like nice bow of a thirty minute package, and I was like, yeah. that's cool. That's impressive. That's good writing. You know, to be able to really be succinct. There was at least there was an a and a b and, and really a c even storyline going on with with samantha and the, the transgendered ex-boyfriend going on which is a whole yeah. other bag of tricks but that's a lot of really high level storylines and, and stuff kind of crammed into to 30 minutes so i thought that was really kind of cool and impressive but yeah the, the way they tied it up with with not really resolving it but them both kind of resigning the fact that i'm not going to actively change you but at least we're moving in the right direction
1: Yeah, I I think it's all about communication, right? right? That's key in every relationship. And then, uh, yeah, the whole episode kind of about change, but I think in the end it's also about, like, compromise, Mm -hmm. right? And I felt like that's what they kind of did, was, like, they kind of accepted each other for who they were in that moment and were, like, you know, moving forward. Totally. So.
0: Yeah, you smoke your cigars and then I'm (laughs) going to wash the sheets. You know, exactly. and, and you told me you don't like the oranges, so maybe I won't eat the oranges in your bed. You know, yeah, exactly. It's
1: but she's co- like, it's my bed, so I'm going to eat these
0: oranges. And, and 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 yeah, and he doesn't try and tell her not to, you know, which is, I think, like you said, it's compromise and it's communication, which if you had to boil it down to two things, <laughs> you know, in any relationship with anybody, romantic or otherwise, that's probably a good place to start, those two things. Yes, two yeah. C's. Two C's, we're just dishing on relationships. We got this. <laughs> One episode of Sex of the City, and I'm I'm flying. I'm ready to yeah. go.
1: Um, yeah, so let's talk about Miranda. So in the yeah. last episode, we are introduced to Steve. Okay. And I, I don't know if you know about Steve and Miranda. I—, I,
0: I- so my girlfriend informed as soon as she's, he came on screen, she goes, "He's the best guy in this series. He's the best guy in this show. Like yes. he, he's the best." And I had seen again in some of the tidbits I'd seen, I'd seen his face, I recognized him, but I didn't know. I didn't know she was a lawyer. I didn't. You know, I didn't know any of the the real okay. nitty gritties about them at all. Yeah,
1: so they've been dating probably just like a couple of weeks at this point, right? Because um, we just met him in the in the last episode. Um, but the problem with their relationship right now is that. Because she is a lawyer yeah. and he's a bartender right. who works at night. Uh, they have completely opposite schedules and they're trying to, you know, um, figure out how it's going to work. Yeah, that's that's, that's, <laughs>
0: a, that's a doozy. I mean, that, that's a tough one. Uh, I think, yeah, it's, you know, it's, being an actor and being somebody whose uh, schedule uh, is not that great, right? Um, and actually, somebody who I'm my, my girlfriend just passed the bar exam. and yeah. actually, actually, yesterday just got sworn in as an attorney uh, in California. So congratulations, babe. Love you. Um, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Uh, but it can be tough, you know. And I, you know, I I've bartended for fun a little bit, but yeah, you know, I've never had hours necessarily where I'm working till like two in the morning, like he mm-hmm. does, like Steve is. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough thing to navigate, especially when you're just starting out with somebody and, like, you know, you can tell... I mean, the acting is great. I really liked their, their vibe a lot. I think yes. that they had a lot of chemistry and, and you can... They, they did a nice job of, of capturing that, like, I can't keep my fucking hands off you vibe you know when you first start dating somebody that you're really into it's almost like i don't care what time you have to get off work or i have to stay in late it's worth it you know it's worth whatever small things are going to be fucked up the rest of my day it's worth spending the hour in the morning in the bed with you so that was nice it kind of it was cool except there was one part of their interaction this episode when you know the when they have the fight you know when she uh, tr- tries to seduce him, you know, at two in the morning. He, he, he gets yeah. off work. She's sick of, you know, being late to work in the morning. She wants to have her routine. So she says, okay, I'm just going to bang this dude. Two, two in the morning when yeah. he gets here. Yep. And he starts to fall asleep. And, you know, he doesn't make the effort. And he's, he's about to leave. And he says, like, you know, if you find a window or even like a doorway of time, <laughs> Call me. And he just like walks out and I was like, that was the most melodramatic nineties thing I think I've ever seen. But other than that, the kind of cheesy moment, I really liked their their storyline. It was cool. And and again, it, it goes back to communication and mm-hmm. compromise, right? Which is what they end up doing. And you know, she makes a break in her schedule and her routine to be like, hey, you know, I, I will do this for this guy who I think is worth it. But on, on that same token, I think when they're all talking together eating lunch. Um, Sarah Jessica Carey has a, a good point. It's like, why does the woman always have to change and accommodate to the man's schedule? Right. Like, she's a professional. She's a lawyer. She's the one. She's making more money. She's bringing home the the bacon, as it were. That was that was cheesy in itself. But like, <laughs> why why does she have to accommodate to his schedule? Why why shouldn't he be more accommodating? I thought that was cool, especially again, you know, in 1999, uh, in, in, an, in an atmosphere of like. I mean, God, I look back on shows like that. I rewatch some stuff, like even like Friends or something yeah. that's on TV. It's brutal. It's I mean, rough. it's really, really shitty, you know. And it's like, I don't like Friends that much to begin with, but like watching shows like that in that time is like, wow, this is painful. And so you know, it was cool that you know they, they, a show like that is not afraid to talk about that in a way that was unapologetically, you know, fuck you. This, this, this is a, these are the opinions that real people and real women would have on these situations, and we're gonna bring it to you in a witty, kind of interesting way. That's that's awesome.
1: Right. It is, it's difficult because at this point in their relationship, they're kind of past that super infatuated stage mm-hmm. where, like you said, it's like, we can stay up for hours and it's okay. <laughs> and I yeah. can go to work like really tired and it's fine because I just met this person right. and everything's wonderful. And yeah, and now they're just, they're both tired. She's very tired of doing that because she has been accommodating to him. Yeah, And I think that... uh The one part in the episode where they tried to show, like, Steve accommodating to her was when he came over and she fell asleep. And he just, like, was like, okay. Right. Like, that—I think that was, like, that's Steve (laughs) accommodating by just, like, accepting that she's asleep. Right. And I'm like, but that's not him trying. Well,
0: what's the alternative? He, (laughs) like— Pounces her and tries to get it going while yeah. she's asleep, or he leaves. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, okay, he's that's a little bit accommodating, but he's not changing his work schedule. You're he's right. not, he's not showing, he's not the one showing up to work exhausted and letting his work performance suffer. What do you know what I mean? It's not a real sacrifice that he's had to make. Also,
1: like, there was that part where it was like a Saturday and she was like, Look, I have all these things I have to do. And he's like, No, just like, stay in bed. Right. And she's like, okay, well, do you want to go do my dry cleaning with me? And she's like, no, you don't. And, like, I would be like, let's go do my dry cleaning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, get your ass out of bed, bro. Yeah, Yeah. like,
1: we can come back later, but look, I got some things I got to do. Let's go do some dry cleaning, you know, we'll get lunch on the way. You're right. And, you know, like, I would have made him do that stuff.
0: Yeah, well, you're, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm with you. For the record, my girlfriend would too, but, you know, yeah, I mean— it's also – it's interesting because I think her, her – care again, this is, this is based on pretty limited experience, but, but based on her character and based on what I know about her, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a realistic situation and that like you, you actually put it better because you're right. They're not necessarily in this like I can't keep my hands off of you face, because they are, but you're right. I think it is in that transition yeah. of like, okay, this is great and I do like you and I'm into you and clearly there's a spark here, but real life – is still real life, and mm-hmm. like this has been fun, but I need to find a way to like make this sustainable, right? And and I think that's that's a very real place that you know whether you're an actor or a lawyer or whatever you do, at some point in a relationship, everybody hits that point, point. and it's like yeah, you somebody has to make a sacrifice, and I think both people ideally are making a little bit of sacrifice, but yeah, it was interesting, it was cool, and I think I mean going on in the show, you know, he, this guy sti- you know sticks around, yeah, yeah, he sticks and, and and you know he. I think they're, they they did a good job, like you said, if this is very early on in their relationship, you see the spark there. And they definitely have a chemistry. And then, you know, he, he does the call with the, at 2 a.m. and yeah. look at the moon and all this. Oh, you got to get over here. You know, cheesy stuff. But, like, yeah. it's.
1: But, again, she's still like, she's like, well, I'm still awake. Yeah. And I'll be up right. later. So come over. Right. And she and was like, she's ugh. up
0: thinking about him at two a m even though the whole thing is about her being exhausted. I mean it's just like there's a little bit of like a fairy tale um, yeah. you know kind of a thing to it, but yeah, I mean, look, uh at the end of the day, i mean look, you tell me you're 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 a much bigger <laughs> fan of this than I am at some level that's what you're there for, a little bit right is like a little bit of that kind of like romantic. Uh, yeah. you know kind of like sobby you know whatever kind of vibe like I mean yeah I, I guess I can get on board with that you know it's it's all good
1: yeah it's for show
0: it's for show yeah nobody wants to watch the actual reality <laughs> of like two in the morning sex oh yeah that's that's never pretty
1: <laughs> all right let's talk about what's going on with Charlotte in this episode so Charlotte is dating a new guy named Mike oh man yeah um,
0: see I forgot about this story. There's, there's so much going on. I forgot about all this. Yes.
1: Yeah, they in this episode they do all have like their little storylines. Yeah. Um, I think Carrie and Miranda have the bigger ones, but uh Charlotte is dating this guy Mike. Um, and this is where change comes a little more um uh, you know, phys- it's physical change. <laughs> Literal right?
0: physical change. Yeah. Uh,
1: cuz he's not he's uncircumcised. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to let you ask a question before I launch uh, well, into mine. My- I just
1: say, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I personally have never dated anybody that was uncircumcised. Right. So I, I don't know what I would do in her situation, but I do feel like, yeah, she seemed to be like kind of discriminating him for, for sure. being just, it's just, that's just naturally who he is. Right. And um, I don't know. I, I think she should be a little more open about it.
0: Yeah, there was definitely uh, like a an air of like body shaming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like from her and from um, I think it, I think it is Miranda or um, yeah, Miranda when they're all talking at lunch or at drinks or something about it. She's mm-hmm. like, she says something like, "I want to see what I'm getting into," or so you know, something like that. And like, so the first thing I've also never dated anybody who's uncircumcised. <laughs> um, but I did play college baseball. Okay. Um, oh no. So I spent a lot of time, and you know, in a locker room right. a- around naked, naked dudes. Um, and I'll tell you, the first time <laughs> I'm Jewish, I was raised Jewish. Gotcha. So that, that answers that question about me. But the first time that I saw an uncircumcised <laughs> cock <laughs> in real life, uh, it was jarring. It, it, it made me step back for a second. It was like definitely like I was like. I was try. I was definitely not going to just stare at this dude's junk All in the right. middle of a locker room or anything. But I was like, God damn, that's different. That looks very different than what I that what I got going on. So I understand the initial like, whoa, okay, like damn, again. I've never been in a situation where anything like that was going to be like sexually involved <laughs> with me. So you know that's a whole nother level of intimacy. So you know, I under- I guess I get a little bit of like a oh go well, well, you know whatever whoa. But yeah, I mean that's just the way some people are, you know, are, are, are raised or brought up and they have nothing to no say in the matter. And I thought it was crazy. I mean, it felt unrealistic and felt weird that this guy would just like on a whim almost, I mean, you know, he says he's been thinking about it for a long time, but like one woman finally doesn't fuck you because you, you have an right. uncircumcised dick and you have to go get the surgery. Like, I don't know. I've, I, I've talked to friends, you know, on the team like that about stuff like not in as much detail, but like I've never met somebody who was like I'm self conscious about my uncircum, you know, the fact that I'm uncircumcised. Like, I think if you're a grown up and you're a person who is attracted to a person in more ways than just what their dick looks like, right? It shouldn't be that big of a deal. But then again, like I said, I have never and never will probably be in that situation where yeah. I need to make that call, so I can't really, I can't judge too harshly. But yeah, it felt pretty aggressive uh and judgy like, yeah
1: it seems like this guy just has like really low self-esteem oh no doubt
0: about it and then his speech in the bed at the end of the episode i think kind of confirmed that with the like <laughs> i need to take the doggie out for a walk you know yeah. that kind of weird guy thing that we do sometimes which is like i'm i think like you get this from like older married dudes sometimes which is like i'm missing out like I'm 52, but if I was single, I'd just be fucking chicks left and right. It's like yeah. I don't know if that's how it's gonna play out if you're single and 50. You know, like nothing against you, but like we put in our heads sometimes that the grass is greener, you know, or like we if we just did this one thing or there was this change, then girls would be all about us. It's like most of the time, if you, it's more about a an attitude, you know, and more about how you act with people and carry yourself right. rather than if you're uncircumcised or not. So yeah, I did, but the character of Charlotte left a bad taste in my mouth in this episode because it did feel, she said, she had a line that was like, he was a, he's a good waspy guy. Like what happened? You know, like how could this have happened or something like that? And I was like, damn, that is some fucking yeah. weird East Coast, like elitist <laughs> shit going on. I didn't know that transferred down to the genitalia, but yeah, I, I mean, it's like,
1: you know, he that's just how he was born. Yeah. And you know, when so I, I think one of the girls said like, well, maybe his parents We're hippies. They decided not to. (laughs) Right. But I I feel like that's a thing, though. More common these days. I I think some parents are not getting their children circumcised.
0: Yeah, I talked about that with my girlfriend as we were watching it because I know. (laughs) Believe me, this episode was a nice avenue into some like big picture conversations that I was just thrilled to have on you know Monday night, but. You know, we, she, I, I mentioned, you know, that there, I think there, are, like you said, there's like a growing movement or there's people out there who, you know, from a, or from the perspective of like, this is general mutilation mm-hmm. and this is a weird thing that we do societally that doesn't need to be done why do we do this? Right. And, you know, there's the other side of it of like, you know, there's obviously the religious component or a spiritual component if, if that's your thing. Or, and, and there's also like a health component of like yeah. not having you know, – we're really getting into it now. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there's pros and I – mean, it's not just a, as a universal thing as maybe it used to be way back in the day where it was like we all all believe in one thing. This is how we do things. Right. We're all getting circumcised. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as unanimous as it used to be.
1: No, I don't think so. Well,
0: that being said, I think I probably would <laughs> circumcise my kid. I, don't, I just went on the record on that for no reason. I, I don't know why I said that, but
1: but that's okay. Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, <laughs> I myself into a corner here. I
1: think a, I think at this point it's probably like parents, like if if the father is circumcised they'll probably get their son circumcised. I think, yeah, like you know? most things in life. But if they're uncircumcised, maybe they'll have their kid. You know, yeah. it's like what they know. Right.
0: It's um, like everything, I guess. That's like religion. That's like most of the time parents will pass on what they were raised with or what right, they grew exactly. up with. But sometimes it's it's not. You know, they, they go a whole different way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I think that it, it's crazy, though, that I, I feel like has Charlotte never like seen like a sex book or never she, it's like she'd never seen one before.
0: Right. That that yeah. Well, and is she? she like, I mean, ah, you tell I'm me. Like, is it. her is her character? Is she? Does she come from like a very like upper crust, like hoity toity? I would
1: say so. Yeah.
0: So maybe maybe you know it's possible that she wasn't you know exposed to. I mean, you know, she, she if, if the show is taking place in the late nineties and she's in her you know mid twenties or late twenties right. by the time the show is happening, she grew up in you know the late 70s or mid, early 80s. There's no internet. You know, I don't, if you grew up in that kind of environment, I don't know if there were pictures of uncircumcised dicks True, being flung around, I you guess. know, at parties or whatever. But, yeah, I know what you mean. There, it's I'm, it's kind of a justification for her to be mean, I guess, in the long run. Like, but I
1: feel like sex education, when she was growing up, was... I mean, they actually had it.
0: Sure. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, that's so a good point. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, like you would have thought at some point, yeah.
1: It's kind of like... Figure it out. I don't feel like we have it anymore. <laughs>
0: well, I feel like it just happens. Sex education just happens without the formality of it anymore, I feel. Like. I, mean, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I still, we had it when I was in school. Yes. Like when I was in sixth grade, we had like the basic, this is what happens. Yeah. And we have sex talk <laughs> from our like science teacher. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think now with the internet, you know, and like the widespread nature of not just porn, but just this, you know sex i mean just anything that is sex is so it's almost commonplace that and it's so accessible you know when kids have a an iPad or an iPhone or a smartphone at age 10 the likelihood of a 11-year-old boy huh you know maybe i can google I just, this stuff and figure it out you know it's it's i feel like it's just going to happen
1: i just don't know if that's like correct sex education i'm sure oh, I, I don't think it is
0: i don't think it is i think you i think i think i mean we're i'm really just, just spitballing here at this point but <laughs> I think you you see that in a lot of what's happening and continues to happen in a general societal sense in terms of um, how men treat women, you know, what, what, what the, what the overall vibe is, you Mm -hmm. know, between, between the gender, what, what gender roles are in America, whatever you want to call it, you're having a generation of boys raised by the inner, you know, raised by not good sources when it comes to learning about sex and learning about how to treat women. And, and it's, not good, and and it's the difference between learning something for yourself and thinking that you're learning something and being taught something by somebody who's a master in that uh, or, or or actually knowledgeable in that, right? Um, and there's that applies not just to say, I mean, that applies to anybody, you know, in terms of <laughs> yes. You go on Twitter and you only look at opinions and things that right. you know fit your worldview, and and I think that that will continue to happen with with sex. I mean, it's 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 it was also interesting. You know, I think watching the show from nineteen ninety nine, you know, it dated itself in a whole host of ways, which is mm-hmm. always fun and interesting to check out. But it's also just cool to see or interesting to see how sex and the idea of talking about this stuff has changed from then to now and and the conversations that they're having that you know there are maybe a little bit taboo or a little bit oh we'll just keep this between the girls okay maybe we're on this late night show on hbo the stuff they're talking about now is so commonplace and it's so widely discussed and it's so just okay to talk about there is progress in that i think you know even if even if you do have this waspy crusty character and you have this you know trans character in this episode that is like it's kind of weirdly danced. I don't I wouldn't call it transphobic necessarily, but it was kind of a weird they didn't fully address what that drag club was. Yeah, you know, it was just it was, kind of existed in the background of that scene. Right. And wasn't fully talked about. Well um, yeah, let's
1: talk about yeah. that scene. Yeah. So um you know, in every episode, there's a couple of scenes where like the four girls are like hanging out. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And somewhere in New York. Yeah, yeah somewhere.
1: Yeah. Cool. Right. And in this case, they went to um some club to play bingo. Right. And it was drag bingo. Right. Um, and we meet uh their server Samantha, the drag queen. <laughs> right. Um, who happened to be this guy, Brad. That Samantha had previously dated five years earlier. Right. Um
0: and who became a drag queen right after dating Samantha. Yes. Right.
1: But he also has like kids, Right. like his whole family. Right. Um, but yeah, he just, I guess Samantha inspired him to be the drag queen Samantha. Right. And um, you know, and that and that kind of fit into the whole like men do change.
0: Mm. In yeah. all
1: different ways, right, right. In all different ways, but yeah, the, like the attitude towards that was weird. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, but yeah, bef- yes, for sure. <laughs> and before we talk about that, I think it's that's a great point about the 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 we talked about change as a theme throughout the whole episode. Yeah, and that's a great kind of subtle take on that, which is he Brad does change. You know, he makes this big change in his life. You know, right. Starts doing this, but that change did happen because Samantha, you know, per, per his own admission or per him telling her she was a huge motivating factor in him making this change without her trying to change him. And we talked about, you know, earlier, like when you try and change somebody, Mm -hmm. it very rarely has the effect that you intended to. We can change people without even thinking about it. And sometimes the stuff that we do or the decisions that we make have drastic impacts on other people that, if she had never seen him at this bingo night at a drag club. She never would have even known that she made this change on him. Right. You know. So, you know, it, it's 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 always happening, and change is constant. And 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 I think sometimes we take credit for change that maybe we shouldn't take credit for, and sometimes change happens that we didn't even realize we were instrumental in making happen. So right. that's a cool point. I think definitely another kind of impressive thing that the writers do, able to tie those different themes in through. Seemingly very different scenes. Um, But yeah, to go back to what you were saying, it was weird. And like her last, her last line, Samantha, the drag queen's last line is imitation is the highest form of flattery, sweetie, or so, you know, something like that. And then she flits off to go serve you the next table or whatever. And yeah, it was just the whole thing was just really, it seems like it was, it seemed like sex in the city was playing the idea of a drag club as opposed to just letting it be a drag club. Like, you have, like, the big, almost, like, bearded lady up front, like, D24 ladies, like, quotations around the ladies. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time around drag queens, but I don't don't know if a drag queen in a club would quote ladies to everybody there. It just seemed like...
1: It's very stereotypical. Exactly.
0: It it seemed like uh, a a broad stroke of what a drag club would be to serve as a background for the main characters to have a scene, which, you know, is, I guess... I, I'm not a drag queen. I, I'm not involved in that community, so it's not a huge deal to me. But if I was a trans person or a drag queen watching that, I'd probably be like, well, that's not really how it is. I you don't know?
1: necessarily know that the drag queens, though, are
0: trans. That's true. I'm, I'm also just completely brushing <laughs> over that, which I don't mean I'm totally not trying to be offensive. I, it's just it's just ignorance. So, yeah, I, I think you're right.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, but also, I don't know, like, Brad... He was, you know, he had been dating Samantha, and I mean, I don't know if he's even gay, right? I don't, like, it's never addressed. It's, it's, ne- it's never, it's never about.
0: I think it's his character to me. I guess maybe this is what it is. Maybe this is why it felt weird <laughs> is that his character, her character, excuse me, Samantha the drag queen, right? Um, gotta use the right pronouns. <laughs> um, felt like she was there to be a punchline and was there to like hmm. drive home something weird in Samantha's past, Samantha, the main character, as opposed to, oh, wow, this is a real change that happened in somebody. What exact? how did Samantha exactly, other than wearing a blonde wig and being sexualized, how did this happen? What is this person like? Yeah, I mean, and again, that's part of, you know, this is a very ancillary minor character in the big picture of this episode, but I agree, it felt like a brush over and felt like it wasn't really addressed. But also
1: what I didn't like about it was, instead of, like, Samantha, um, not the drag queen. Yeah. So instead of Samantha celebrating, like, oh, I've inspired this person to like live this new life. Yeah. So celebrating that, she kind of poo it.
0: Oh, she was kind of disgusted by yeah, it. Yeah. She was I like, think. I'm
1: so much prettier than him. And right. It's just like, well, what is that supposed to mean? That's a weird, that's
0: a weird thing to, that's, that's the first, it's a weird place to go immediately after yeah. that is to be like, oh, he's a woman now. Well, how can I equate my attractiveness to him? Or it's just the pettiness of like, yeah, it just it just I don't know, it just something did seem off about the whole exchange.
1: And and that's where I think like it kind of ages, not ages, but it kind of uh what's the word? It dates
0: itself a it little dates bit. Dates itself.
1: Yeah. Um it's not it's not woke, you know. It was
0: definitely not woke. But I felt that way about a lot of it, to be honest with you. My, yeah. Much in the same way that I mentioned this earlier, but like I I grew up watching Friends just, like, on TV when it was on TV, you know, mm-hmm. if I was home from school or whatever. And I just didn't think anything of it. And then I went when, Netf- when uh, it came onto Netflix, <clears throat> I went back and just, like, I was like, I'm going to watch some of this, Frank. I haven't seen this in years. I'm right. going to check it out. I was appalled. I, mean, I was really, like, appalled about the fact that, like, I, I watched, like, multiple seasons of the show. And I, I was like, I'm going to just give this a real shot. And I could count, like, the number of minority characters on like one or two hands over the course of multiple seasons. The whole, at one whole season is about one character getting married. How it's the biggest thing in her life. And it's just, it's the, the wedding is everything. And, and, and it just felt, they didn't address 9-11 on the show. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff about it that I was like, it's crazy what network TV in the 90s and early 2000s would almost like get away with and looking back on it. It's like it's not just right. not woke, it's like this is actively hateful and bad stuff, a lot of this, and it's just like throw the laugh track over it or throw the live studio audience over it and it's okay. And I didn't feel like that was sex in the city. I didn't feel like it was that level of like, oh Jesus, this this is like oof. But there were times where I was like, yeah, this is this wouldn't fly in in, in, in right. today's in today's climate as it shouldn't, you know, in, in my opinion.
1: But at least they were Talking about it totally. at all, yeah. You know, at least it, you know, because I mean, how many shows did talk about drag queens? Absolutely. So at least they were introducing the idea, like yeah. these these people exist, yeah. And they d- might not have necessarily put a great light towards it, sure. but they were trying. I think,
0: and it's always easy sitting in 2018 to look back and like <laughs> yeah. oh you should have been more progressive you should have been doing this you're right you know they, it, they it happens in stages and and it takes you know it takes that scene to to let somebody else go do something even further and to really get into it more yeah it's it's always a process and i think even in the one episode i watched of this you know, inherently more more progressive and more interesting than something like Friends or other shows like that of the time. I think, yeah, definitely talking about it. Like I said, just having a show where you have the honest perspective of interesting, strong, layered female characters that are not just stereotypes, that are not just, you know, one note, you know, one trick ponies for lack of a better term throughout this entire episode, they, they were interesting. And like for the time that it came out, I think that is progressive and that that allowed other things to, right. there, there's no girls without Sex in the City having the kinds of episodes and doing the kinds of things that they exactly. did to, to get us to the place where it was like, okay to go watch, you know, or not okay, but the space was there for Lena Dunham to go be naked and go do all the things that, that she wanted to go do and push those boundaries, you know, right. for her show. So yeah, it's, it's, Undoubtedly, even in watching one episode, an impactful, a important and influential show for sure.
1: Yes. Um let's see. So back to Charlotte and Mike. Yeah. So Mike, yeah, he's he does end up going and getting the surgery. Right. And so they have to wait. Right. You know.
0: Right. He calls himself he says he's gonna he's a virgin again. Yes. Right? Because he has a new a new dick.
1: Okay. New dick. <laughs> I um, love how that
0: works. That's that's a, that's a solid logic right there. I like that.
1: Yeah, so, so <laughs> they end up, like, you know, having sex. And, you know, Charlotte's just like, wow, this is so great. Like, right. and she thinks they're going to have, like, a relationship. And and he's like, no. Right. You know, and like you said earlier, he's like, got to take the doggy out for a walk around the block. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I love the voiceover that Carrie says. Um, what is it? It's like... Where did I write it down?
0: Was it something about the the sharpay?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You can take the sharpay yeah. out of the penis, but not the dog out of the man. There you go. And uh,
0: that's that's a that's a good line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of those in this episode. Um, what was another one? Oh yeah. Uh, we're talking about Charlotte and um, Steve. 'Cause Steve always wants to do it in the morning and the voiceover is the only oh the only thing Miranda likes inside of her in the morning is take out coffee.
0: It's also great. Yeah. I'm the same way for the record. That's all I want. Just <laughs> I mean, not, not that I'm trying to be penetrated in the morning. But right. I just <laughs> no breakfast, just take out coffee. Um yeah, I don't know. I think first of all, that's that's funny. And I <laughs> I love that there's like the take on the preference. She she said something else like uh, like I haven't had morning sex since like college, and I didn't have to be a class. I didn't have to be a class right, till like, till like eleven in the morning yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really funny because that's true. That's like something that I think like as people get jobs and you grow up, it's like it's almost like a luxury that you know goes right. goes by the wayside because of real life. You know, coming in, which again is like about their whole thing, which is like they're reaching this point where it's like I need to make the decision of like am I going to value my career and be on time to work or am I going to make this sacrifice? But yeah, the whole like you can take the sharpay out of the out of you know the you, you can't take the dog out of the man i guess i feel like that's that's a stereotype that it exists probably for good reason to to a certain extent <laughs> i mean you know i think i guess guys earn that you know to a certain extent but it's also something that i don't know is that something that you think when you hear that as a woman watching a show like this and you hear like you know you hear a line like that is that something where you're like, "Oh, in my experience, that's absolutely correct." Like even in the the great relationships that I've had or the one I'm in now, I still feel like if I gave my guy, if I didn't have some kind of boundary on what my guy could do, he'd be out there just like chasing tail, just like that's his instinct he can't I help mean, it.
1: Yeah, but I think it works both ways, right? right? I mean, I think women, uh, uh, you know, we <laughs> We have some dog inside of us as well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I, I don't. I don't
0: But do you think that's? Do you think even in 2018, that's still a public perception that that it's an equal level of like? I mean, there's obviously the double standard of like if women sleep around, they're a slut, and if men right. sleep around, they're they're a player or whatever. But like, do you still think that? Do you think that even in today's day and age, most men? think that if a woman is like quote left to her own devices or just going to go do your thing that they're going to go be as promiscuous as a man would because they're i still think amongst guys we have this like weird macho alpha like oh you give me the opportunity like i'm gonna fucking get in there you know i'm gonna go do whatever i gotta do like i'm you know i'm gonna be out there chasing it like which like look i mean every, no judgment on whatever anybody <laughs> wants to do I, I certainly have had that time in my life whatever but like I don't know. I feel like that seems like also a broad stroke, and it feel it seems yeah. to me like that's also not necessarily true of, of everybody. You no, know, I,
1: I mean, I think that definitely depends on the guy, right? Like, uh, Terrence, I don't think he has that, yeah, mentality at all. No. Terrence <laughs> is the
0: man. You know, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, and like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I would eat You know, like, I mean, that's easy to say again, but like, yeah, I think it, it it's a more case by case thing than that line would would lead you to believe. But also, like. It's a great line. Like, I mean, you know, it's, and, and and like every stereotype there, it comes, there's, 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 it's rooted in something and it's rooted in, in, in certain people's behavior. So yeah, I, I I get it. It was, it was, it was nice.
1: Well, let's talk about one big scene um, that we haven't talked about yet with Carrie and Big. So Carrie ends up going to Big's apartment. He's late. Right. She waits outside of his apartment for 30 minutes. She's mad. Right. She asks for a key. He's like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then they go to bed, and he pushes her out of the bed.
0: <laughs> Violently. Uh,
1: yeah, because he was asleep. <laughs> and, yeah, he just rolls over. She, knocks, she gets knocked out of the bed. And then, like, I, it's hard for me to tell if she accidentally hits him in the face or if it's just, like, she's half asleep and it's yeah. just, like, a reaction. Yeah. I don't know. But she hits him in the face. And uh, it's this whole big thing, and this is kind of what propels her into confronting him about her feelings, because yeah. obviously it's um now it's turned into physical violence, yeah, yeah,
0: like literally, <laughs> yeah, that was that scene starting from when he shows up until the time when she um drips the ice on his face and then walks back into yes. her into her room that was the the ultimate time in the episode where I was like, what the fuck does she see in this dude? Yeah. Because like, like what an ass, like an unbelievable asshole. Like he's late. I think he's smoking a cigar as, as he shows. <laughs> he may not be, maybe I just have associated <laughs> in my head now, but like refuses to give her a key Refuses to even acknowledge that he's being an, you know, that he was late. He doesn't really apologize for being late. He says, don't right. be pissed. And she's like, I am pissed. And rather than like acknowledging that and engaging her on it, he just, brushes over it i can't fault him for knocking out of the bed i'm I'm a violent ass sleeper i thrash around so like i understand that happening but i get where she's coming from from like this is the the straw that breaks the camel's back and like Mm -hmm. there's been all these things that you're not apologizing for and you're not you're not acknowledging you know you're not even recognizing that you're doing this like kind of like um earlier in the episode when he goes around the whole episode, the whole uh, restaurant.
1: Restaurant, Can
0: I smoke this like smug douchebag? I'm sorry, I really don't like this guy for whatever reason. He's
1: very arrogant, yeah.
0: Very arrogant, like not recognizing the only person that should really, he should really care about in terms of what she thinks is like actively hating this experience. I get it. And I was completely on her side in terms of like, Fuck this guy. And like, was it an accident? No, I don't think it was an accident. I would have punched him in the face too. And like, you know, nobody wants to get socked in the face. And like being half asleep and getting punched in the face by your girlfriend is obviously not not the ideal situation. But right, right, right after that happens, that was, the old, that was the most disrespectful and egregious thing that he did in the episode. He talks to her like a child. Like he is like, I forget exactly what he says, but it's like, you don't, not good now. Like we don't talk now. Or, you know, something like, you know, yes. something, like, in the heat of the moment where he was obviously just pissed. Like, said talk it.
1: bad. But it was
0: like, like, yeah, you talk bad. We don't talk now. And, like, the way he said it was just like, god damn, that is, like, condescending as fuck and, like, disrespectful. Like, again, you're pissed. You got punched in the face. You know, you're, you're not really thinking about what you're saying. But that was the ultimate time where I was, if I was her, forget getting ice. Forget sleeping over. Get the fuck out of there. Go home. Like, I'm done with that. Like, I am yeah. absolutely out of there. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry I hit you. <laughs> and, like, obviously... Physical violence is not the answer. For me, if I'm her, not only am I leaving, that, that's a wrap. I'm done with that shit. I'm done with that shit forever. But that's just me, you know? That's just me, I guess. I don't know. It's, again, yeah. I don't know. I've never been in that exact situation. She but. just
1: she really cares about him. So she's just going to keep on giving him chances after chances after chances.
0: How many cha- – is it worth it? I mean, is it worth it? That's That's a hard thing to ask. In your opinion – how many chances is too many chances? When when, it, when When is it? When is it? When do you cut? When do you cut your losses and mm. say it's not worth it? Whatever I'm getting in return from this person is not worth me dealing with the assholeness.
1: Well, that's a tough question, right? Because for me, it's like relationships shouldn't be like hard. Right. It's, they should be fun and easy. And yeah, they take with periods of,
0: of right. Yeah, they take yeah.
1: effort. But they should, like, ever like if it's more than a week of, like, oh, does he care about me? Like, you know, am I the only one in this? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, after a couple of days of feeling like that, th- yeah, th- leave it alone. And you know,
0: and I think you need to trust, at least in my experience, you have to trust your gut and your instinct, obviously, because normally, at least in my experience, even in relationships that i stayed in way too long right. or i like hooked up with somebody longer than i should have mm-hmm. i knew in the back of my mind and i knew in my gut i was like this isn't it this is not the this is not right but right. for right now you know whatever it's fine we'll do it, whatever the thing that maybe rubbed me the wrong way or the thing why i think it's so crazy is that the things that i will talk myself into are not the big things that she's overlooking with this guy which are, does he care about, I think if you're ever really questioning, does this person care about me? Yeah, that's a fucking problem. That's a huge red flag. And that's something that's like, that's something about changing people. You can't change that. You can't convince somebody, you can't talk them into caring about you. They care about you or they don't care about you. That's their call to make. And if Sounds like, you know, again, this is one episode for me, but over this is our second time dating. It's not like this is the first couple. It's not like um, Miranda and Steve where they're just figuring it out. If what is happening with Big and Carrie is happening in their relationship, I get that. Their first couple weeks, they're figuring it out. Do I actually care about this person? Right. That's a legitimate, you know, time to be going through that. Yes. They know each other. She's spending the night at his place. He's just actively keeping her at arm's length so he can fool around with other people, which, again, if that's what you want to do— just say that's what you want to do, you know, and if she is really okay with it, then she'll she'll make her changes internally, but no, nah, I can't play it. I can't, I couldn't do it. I just, it was, it was too much. Yeah. Too much. And she ends up with him, right? She marries him in the movies?
1: Yeah, in the movies. Yeah. <sighs> One in the first fucking real. Carrie, what are you doing? After 10 years. 10 years? <laughs> She
0: puts up with this shit for ten years. Yeah.
1: Well, it's more like Oh my
0: god. Well, it's
1: more like six years, I think, Uh, of like dating back and forth. Oh. And then Does she ever hit him again? Does she ever physically (laughs) confront
0: him again? I would kick this guy in the dick. Does she ever hit him again?
1: Um I mean in the movie she gets a little violent. A little physical. A little physical.
0: Oh, that's that's brutal. But That's brutal. Yeah. I'm just harshly judging this this fictional character's decision-making.
1: Hey, everyone. There's more Cosmos on the way. But first, a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into some segments. Ooh. All right. So first up, we have Good Big, Bad Big. Good Big,
0: Bad Big. Oh, all right. Well... This is right on the nose. <laughs> yeah, this, this is what a do perfect segue. So, it, what, what, good or bad?
1: Yeah, good big or bad big. What do you think?
0: He's bad, bad big. I don't like big. Yeah, and he, this this episode was probably not. I mean, I'm sure there's other episodes where he's painted in a little bit of a better light. Yeah, and, yes. and you know he does he does other nicer things, and, and you know there's he, th- he does some nice things, and I. But nah. He's he's a dick. He's a total dick in this one.
1: He's a. I think he's a bad big in this episode. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think in the end, you know, he he tries to redeem himself, yeah. but it's a little. It's too little, too late. Yeah. Um. In my opinion. Absolutely. All right. So bad big. Bad big. All right. Now we're going to talk about hottie of the week. Oh. Hottie of the
0: week. Oh, let's get into it. Um, what, what we all came here for, the hottie of the week. The
1: hottie of the week. So what are who are our hotties? Well, we have Big.
0: Right. Fun, we have, fuck that. Big, mm, is, big is not my, hashtag not my hottie.
1: We have Mike, the penis guy.
0: Mike, also not my hottie. That guy is that guy is weird.
1: We have Brad, the drag yes, queen.
0: right. Brad slash Samantha, yes.
1: Yes, slash Samantha. Right. And then we have Steve.
0: Steve, right.
1: Hottie
0: of the week. Um, was that it? Yeah, I guess th- 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 those were all the guys. Yeah, those one. were
1: the four main guys.
0: Um, almost by default, it's got to be Steve, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I mean th- he. I Steve.
0: Again, we don't know anything about Brad slash Samantha.
1: Right.
0: Other than we see one scene of of her in drag. So I can't, you know, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to really cast a vote for, for that. Big as a dickhead. So I'm not going to vote for that guy. Right. Uh, Mike has insecurities about his dick. <laughs>
1: he's so self like He's very
0: very self self-absorbed and, yeah. and has some stuff to work out. Mm-hmm. He says things like I'm going to take the doggy for a walk around the block, which how can you be my hottie of the week with with when you're spewing garbage <laughs> like that? And Steve, you know, he's, he had the he had the cheesy line which, you know, is a little bit of a knock, but he didn't write that he didn't write that scene, you know. He just he's just there to be a hottie and and to bang it out at two AM <laughs> when, when, when need be. So Steve, hottie of the week for, for a for a blossoming romance yeah. with uh with Miranda.
1: All right, so our hottie of the week is Steve. Absolutely. Two weeks in a row.
0: Oh, fantastic Steve on a hot streak. Two
1: weeks in a row.
0: He's rolling.
1: All right. Um, let's now discuss some crimes of fashion with our next segment. why <laughs> uh any like
0: fashion things that you notice that was what my girlfriend noticed more, okay. more than anything every, almost every scene she would say something like oh my god or like <laughs> wow you know like this is crazy to check out the the outfits i i literally i mean you you're looking at me right now i'm, I, I'm, weor- <laughs> I'm wearing a plaid shirt and jeans which is which is kind of my stock white guy look that i lean on heavily so i don't Generally, like fashion, that kind of stuff doesn't jump out at me um, when I watch anything. But the one, it's, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, the one thing that jumps out to me, I I forget where, I forget if it was at lunch or if it was at the the drag club, Mm -hmm. but um, Miranda is wearing some sort of like red scarf Neckerchief, <laughs> uh,
1: a neckerchief accessory. Nice. You don't,
0: yeah, neckerchief. You don't get to use that in a no. sentence very often, so I had to had to pull that one out, and it stuck out. I was like, "That's weird." I I don't think many people would be rocking that uh today, but that that that's that's the only crime of fashion. That, that, stewardish, that yeah, that's stewardess. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Yes, definitely a steward <laughs> or or some sort of like nineteen fifties. Uh, server role on an yeah. airplane, Pan Am uh, stewardess. Is, right. is that definitely a good call? Yeah. What about you? Did, did did anything? Did anything stand out to you? I'm I'm excited to hear what I missed.
1: I mean, I just uh, Carrie's um, tank top at the end of the episode. Yes, the Elmo one, Cookie Monster, Oh, Cookie Monster. Yes, yes.
0: I knew it was Sesame Street. Yes, <laughs> that 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 was also as as Big was wearing like a full suit. She's rocking this like yeah. weird tank top. Yeah,
1: I think I I just feel like. Uh, they're kind of trying to say like little girl to yeah. like man, sure. you know, and he's the dominant one mm-hmm. and she's just like, I'm just cute in my little cookie monster tank top. Well, and she might as
0: well have like pigtails and like, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah.
1: I just like, they, and they do that sometimes in the show and I'm like, it's just too much. Yeah. It's like, put her, she's a woman. Right. Put her in some like woman clothes.
0: Especially when... She's in that scene. She's winning that scene. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. she's getting what she wants, and she's fi- he's finally doing you know doing bel- <laughs> begrudgingly, but he's still doing kind of what she wanted at the beginning of the episode. So yeah, I agree. That was an interesting interesting wardrobe choice right there. Crime of crime of fashion. Crime Abs- of fashion. Absolutely. <laughs> Mark it up.
1: All right, and finally, all right, we've arrived. Oh, man. You're such a. <laughs> You're such a. So now, oh wow. You have to figure out which of the main four characters did you identify with most in this episode?
0: Oh wow. Okay. I so like we that. have Miranda, yeah. <clears throat>
1: Charlotte, Samantha, and <clears throat> Carrie.
0: Right. Um so that's, that's a great question for forever for every episode. That's awesome. Um I've never dated someone, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. I've never dated someone who posts me dating them. <laughs> started dressing up in drag although it's possible uh so i can't knowingly relate fully to samantha okay. on, on that storyline so i'm gonna cross her cross her out i think actually i, I, I th- it's got to be Miranda, just because like i said uh being an actor and my girlfriend being a lawyer we definitely struggle with the timing and the differing schedules and Needing to get this done and wanting to spend time with each other and, and trying to kind of fight that, right. fight that balance. Um, yeah, so I, I related more to that. So I would say I am such <laughs> a Miranda.
1: You're such a Miranda. Every
0: time I hear that, by the way, I think of uh, the movie Bruno with Sasha Baron Cohen, where he. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I know. Or, what you're or, or seen about. that character on his show. Oh, yeah, but yeah. he he in the movie Bruno, he goes camping with all of these like rough and tumble, you know, like mm-hmm. cowboy dudes. And he's obviously this like flamboyantly gay guy. And he is trying to talk about sex in the city with these like rough and tumble <laughs> guys. And one of the guys says something, you know, just like, well, I don't know, like fuck you or something. And he looks at him and he goes, that's such a Samantha thing to say. <laughs> and every time I hear somebody say that I am such a Samantha, that's what I think of. So I am. I am such a Miranda. A Miranda. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I will say just just mm. since we're since we're talking about it, <laughs> I liked her, I think she's the best. I liked her performance and I liked her um her character the most. It felt the most real to me and it felt the most grounded and it felt the most um yeah, it just felt authentic. I thought I thought she was really good. I thought Cynthia Nixon was really really good. Oh yeah, more 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 she's so. Yeah, she's great. And and um, oh I'm gonna uh, Kim Kim Cattrall, uh mm-hmm. who plays uh, Samantha is also really good. But she her performance and her character is a little bit more, you know out there. It's a little it's it's a little bit more of a show and it's a little bit more performative than uh, than Miranda's, which I think is a little bit more rooted in kind of like what it would actually be like to be in a relationship in New York. Right. It felt the most like sex in the city to me. Yeah. She was literally dealing with her dating life and her sex as it pertains to a real job that you might have in New York. And like I don't know, I'm I'm kind of a bummer. I'm kind of a loser in that way. <laughs> like like I like that kind of like subtlety and weird, yeah, you know, kind totally. of like that that kind of performance. So yeah, for me that it really stood out. She was she was really good Good. And like I said earlier, her chemistry with I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who played Steve um, was great. And it, it was it was apparent. It was definitely they clicked and it was it was it was fun to watch. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, I would say in this episode, I'm such a carry.
0: Okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm getting and, insights into Terrence now, which is, which is which is which is always nice to have some ammunition.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, I've never hit Terrence. <laughs> um,
0: sure, sure, But yeah, sure.
1: sometimes I I do get frustrated yeah. with him. Um, I, I He doesn't like check out women no. in front of me. Most of the time, if I do think he's checking out a woman, it's like because she's walking a dog and like, he's really <laughs> like checking out the dog. Or she's
0: got like a great audio kit that he's yeah,
1: like that he's exactly. like got to go check out yeah i like, what is that One of those <laughs> headphones she's wearing yeah it's um it's more like that yeah um but yeah i just but i have been in situations before where i kind of keep giving them second chances and mm-hmm. and i know i shouldn't but it's just like ugh, i feel like at this point she just puts so much time in it you know what i mean yeah you get to that feeling where it's like it's too late to back out now yeah. so she's like I'm just gonna just try it a little bit more yeah. but then you just keep digging that hole a little bit deeper mm-hmm. get into it and- I think
0: people do that with a lot of stuff yeah like people do it with jobs all the time oh yeah it's like well I've already worked here for five years what, am I just gonna quit like what, what was that time for What did I what love did
1: I quitting I did? jobs <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's because you're a good actor and you're a good performer. You, got, you have to be good at quitting jobs if you're uh, if you do this.
1: I, I will try out a job for a week, and I'm like, this really isn't for See me. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say. But good a for job. you.
0: That's a, that's a really. I mean, I'm I'm not like that. I it's tough. I'll, I'll get into something, and I'll, I'll. It's hard for me to stop doing it. My girlfriend just did this re- very recently, uh, like last year. She was working somewhere where just was not happy, you know, and like really just didn't just mm-hmm. wasn't just personally was not in a good place and she, was, you know, just, it wasn't great, and everybody around her could see that and, and would tell her that, but right. it, it took her going through it for longer than she needed to probably, but for her, it was the perfect amount of time because it finally,
1: finally, <laughs> she
0: got to the place where it was like, okay, I can, I can actually, I'm realizing what you just said, that digging further is not going to get me out of this. Right. It's time to just make a change.
1: Well, I think we have it, like we kind of grew up with the whole thing like, you know, don't be a quitter, mm-hmm. you know, so we, so we, we yeah. decide we're going to do something and it's like, oh, I can't quit. I can't give up. Yeah. But you can.
0: Absolutely. And
1: sometimes it's the right thing oh, to absolutely.
0: do. And you're doing yourself a disservice by not. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's funny because I, I grew up playing sports my whole life. I played, I was, you know, I've, I still, I still love sports, but I played baseball in college and, and you're right. It's what you're told from the time you're mm-hmm. five, six years old is like quitters, or that's the worst thing you can be. Right. Even if you're bad at something, the, t- quitting is worse than sucking at something. You keep doing it until you get better, but you don't quit. And I think, yeah, that pours over in relationships all the time. And, and that's the one, you're right. It's like sometimes <laughs> you need to quit. You know? yeah. so, sometimes you need to get out of the situation. And sometimes this situation is never going to get better. Right. You know, and, and it's not a matter of trying hard and it's not a matter of quitting. And that's the other thing is that I think people call something quitting when it isn't quitting. It's recognizing that this isn't right. Yeah. You know, and that's not quitting and that's not throwing in the towel and that's not trying hard. It's, I'm doing something that is making me miserable. Why am I doing this? And I don't think that that is where Carrie and Big are at in their relationship, at least in this episode. She doesn't seem miserable. She doesn't seem no. like she's wallowing in sadness all the time. It's just like this guy is not really treating you well and not really respecting you right maybe maybe we can work on that you know let's, let's get let's and get it going do. in the right direction and, and yeah it sounds like they do and after 10 fucking nicely, years but yeah. <laughs> you know they, they they do eventually figure it out but yeah i think uh that, that's a an understandable thing to relate to and i understand why why you said that you're such a carry <laughs> I, I get it
1: all right well thank you so much for coming on the show oh, this
0: is a blast thank you megan all
1: right that's it um all right. See you next time. Yes, next time. <laughs>
0: right, can we cheers one more time? Yes. Just to, yes.
1: Cheers. Cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Dave Grenfeld, our very special guest. Terrence Deutsch, producer, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at C-A-T-C podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, whatever, you can email us at, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. All right, well, thanks so much, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers, guys.